0: All right, guys. Welcome back to Loud Women Podcast. Today, we are not going to be talking about shrill. That is not what we're here to discuss. Uh, I'm Marissa. I'm here with my friend Tucky. As always, Tucky, you want to say hi.
1: Hello, friends and lovers of the Loud Women Pod. So good to be here.
0: Have you missed us? It's been a whole like three months. I feel like last time we talked to you, we were making jokes about quarantine in the beginning of March and just... What a far
1: front. more innocent time, honestly. We are
0: so young. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I think at least three years has passed since then. I don't know. Time has always been a man-made construct and and tracking time in the era of rona is um it's moot at this point remember murder hornets remember when that was <laughs> remember was that, like two or three years ago remember when that was scary only like, vaguely
0: only vaguely the
1: i i think the funniest aspect of this is that like the murder hornets read the room and they were like nah we're gonna sit this one out
0: <laughs> they're like we're really gonna get more traction if we come back in a couple of years This yeah. is not our time yeah. This is not our moment <laughs> um which i appreciate cuz that would be like a lot to juggle um <laughs> so how how are you doing i want to kick off by just sort of getting a sense of like what's going on with you how are you feeling what's going on in life
1: um Give us i feel a little like update. oh man it's been a time it's been a time if our listeners are aware we're recording this during the time of um protests and um when uh black lives mattering has come to the public consciousness again, because like they never stop mattering. I guess uh, I but just hate all
0: of a sudden we decided to talk about it again.
1: I just hate the fact that it, you know, I hate the fact that certain events have to remind people that black lives indeed do matter. And there's always an implicit two at the end of that statement, right? Because people always freak out. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started on your Aunt Gladys. And her sister Phyllis, sick of them, sick of them both, but you know i i it's it, it it's just been like um you know a a week of processing these feelings of frustration and grief um I think it's not just black Americans who are grieving at this point, I think it's anyone with a soul, anyone with a conscience who can look at what's happening and be like, this is not right. Things have to change. We have to elevate marginalized people in this country. We like this country cannot sustain itself. We cannot survive as a nation with this continued division. So it's like, it's like, thank you. I hate, you know, I hate, hate the circumstances, but like, thanks for recognizing at least. So it's like a weird, it's a weird truncated um, five stages of grief moment for me where I'm like, really, uh, you know, there was a lot of anger. No, uh, not so much the denial. Cause it's like, Oh, it's in, it's in everybody's faces now. Um, but yeah, at, at, at this point, it's like almost relief that people are seeing what's happening with all the protests. Um, and though i am not an advocate for violence right i would never say hey go loot um there's a quote that's been oh man don't get me started on the recycling of mlk quotes but here we are
0: we'll get to that later in the we'll podcast. get to that later we'll um, up to that
1: yeah but it's so true that um rioting is the language of an unheard people, and it's like, well, now, so you know, we had to fuck some shit up for you guys to notice. So now you notice. So I'm. It's like I'm. Re- I I I don't, I don't love, the means, but I feel like, that. What's how that phrase go? I don't know. I'm ESL, but the, like ends, the justify ends justify the, the means. means. Yeah. yeah, the ends justify the. If if this is what's gonna get people's attention, it sucks it sucks um and and so-called outside agitators that's not helpful uh what are you doing what are you doing but the world is watching now
0: yeah. so,
1: so so i'm relieved that there's eyes on the situation
0: yeah that was a good sort of overview too of like where we're at you know we're recording this on thursday night um i'm planning to or release this tomorrow at some point, we're going to edit it and get it out quickly. Cause I know things are sort of changing by the, by the hour, you know, as mm-hmm. we speak, you know, just before we got on Mike, uh, president Obama gave a speech and right now before, you know, I just checked Twitter before getting on and it sounds like there's a lot of protesting in Boston, you know, um, obviously this is, everything's changing by the hour. Um, you know, can you talk a little bit about like your personal experience over the last couple of, you know, the last like week or so, like what has sort of your, life looks like. And, and, you know, you talk a little bit about these stages of grief, like what has that sort of experience felt like? Um,
1: Ooh, yeah, it's just been, <laughs> it's been a time. It's been a time. It's, I unfortunately am an immunocompromised person. So being out in a protest where there's thousands of people who are um, incapable of socially distancing, is not ideal. I, you know, I've actually, I, I've actually gone to, um, a couple protests before I, I, uh, went in 2015. Um, but it was a different time. It was a different time. Same, uh, same health concerns, of course, but at a different time when, um, you know, it, it wasn't in best practice to where, a face mask. Cause just five years ago, if you left the house in a face mask, you look like a tool. Uh, now they're fashion. It's great. <laughs> I just got an email from anthropology trying to sell me a $32 face mask. It's great. Oh uh, <laughs> shout out to anthropology sponsor your girl, any whom, <laughs> any whom. Yeah. It's, um, it's been hard to have to sit at home when, My urge is to be out there, but I've been barking at people online and um, making, I've been trying to, you know, put out posts that are thoughtful yet succinct so that people can like read through them. It's not, you know, a New Yorker essay and you can, you can get through it and get to the point. I've been trying to just boil down the important points that people especially allies need to get um i feel like i'm lucky enough to be in a to have surrounded myself with um people and be part of a community that is uh a lot more progressive than in days past because i mean comedians in boston were notorious for being one specific type who always wanted you to take their wife uh So it's nice to be part of this new class of people who are um, more open-minded and accepting of voices that are different than that of a cis straight white male. Um, And so in just saying my piece online and just being like, hey, here's a perspective, here's what you need to consider um I, I I felt very lucky that people are um receptive to that. So I've tried to use that, you know, small platform that I have uh within my community to at least enlighten people uh about how someone who's not in their shoes, but maybe worse shoes than they are than they occupy feel.
0: Yeah, Beale, I love that. So what's I the think, grammar on that? <laughs> <laughs> I think um I've been talking a lot. With people about uh, using the microphones that we have, and we all have different sizes of, of uh, people that we're able to reach. And I saw something on Twitter today about micro activism, which I think is a little <laughs> bit of a cheesy phrase, but I think it's really important because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we all have to use the resources that we have available to us to reach the people that we can. And, uh, you know, I did want to ask you about what you've been posting on social media, because I think it's gotten a lot of traction and I would love to, you know, hear what kind of like responses that you're getting from people. How, how do you feel like you're you're being heard?
1: I do. I didn't expect, I went in just with the intention of like, I'm just going to put these posts out there and whoever is meant to receive them will receive them. I just didn't ex- expect or anticipate the level of reception, especially at a time when, um, you know, people... I think want to be distracted more than anything by what's happening. You know, I, I, I think um, <laughs> we're still, there's, there's still, I can't speak for everybody, but there are still some stories from just two weeks before that people are still outraged about. And so they're still processing that. So I would think like, you know, I'm just going to put it out there. I didn't think people were ready to process my messages now. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a pleasant surprise.
0: I think one of the interesting things about the messages that you've been putting out is I think you're really, you do a great job at articulating, uh, how allies can be helpful. Uh, and that's what you said, you know, at the beginning is there's so many people right now that are trying to be allies for the first time, right? There's so many people that are waking up to this for the first time and, um, they don't necessarily like, know how to behave <laughs> is is yeah. in a lot of ways. And that's what a lot of your posts are about, are sort of how to actually weaponize and use your white privilege in a way that's beneficial and isn't patting yourself on the back or mm-hmm. isn't leaning on your black friends to be your therapists. Or, you know, there's a lot of sort of common missteps and is there anything that you feel like you've seen over the last week or so as everyone all of a sudden is everyone's an activist? Uh are there any sort of <laughs> cringy things that you're seeing that you're like, I wish people would just do that a little better?
1: Yes, which is part of what I, you know, posted earlier today, where I've seen so many people like a a a person of color. It doesn't even have to specifically be a black person. Like I saw this on someone who's Indian. She's like you know, this is my experience. This is what I'm going through X, Y, Z. And a white person was like, I went through this thing. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 not now, not now. I know you're trying to show solidarity, but you're, you're, you're centering the conversation now back onto yourself. And there's sort of this underlying expectation that your friend, your non-white friend will come in and validate you. And that's exhausting. It's so exhausting. Don't do, it's not about that. It's just, you You see the post. And like I said, in my post, like if you feel so compelled to comment because you were moved by whatever words that this person said, it's as simple as saying, I see you. Or, you know, I see you. I've been through things. I see my experience in you. We're both human. I hear you. You matter. Your experience matters.
0: So a lot of the people that are listening to this might be, from different parts of the country. They might not have, um, like, frankly, they just might not have a lot of, know a lot of Black people or have mm-hmm. any like, Black friends. Like, what, how do you want those people, you know, if you, do, how do you want them to reach out to their Black friends and be supportive, the people in their community? Like, is it helpful to have do you want people reaching out to you? Do you want people to leave you alone? Like, what has been sort of helpful, or helpful or unhelpful over the last couple of weeks?
1: Uh, from the per- from a personal standpoint, I want to left. I don't want to be left the fuck alone right now. <laughs> like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm really, really tired. I'm really, really tired. Because um, there is a- also a lot of emotional labor that goes into living through this kind of experience, living through these times, right? Um, I, and I think it's far more. It's not to discredit the civil rights movement in the '60s, but it's now even more in our faces. It's just as bad, but it's even more in our faces thanks to social media. And even though I, you know, I have a lot of well-meaning people in my life, it's not helpful a lot of times to tag me or other black people in videos of police brutality, of people getting killed, that kind of thing, because that's, that's psychically damaging. We don't need any more of that trauma. The intention behind it of, is, of course, like, oh my God, she has a voice. She has a platform. She says things. She needs to see this. I don't need to see this shit. I, I already know. <laughs> I already know. Right, so from a personal standpoint, maybe this week, leave me alone. Uh, come back in a week or two, right? <laughs> but consider, you know, I what I really want Um, what I really want first and foremost, um, for allies, people who want to be allies to consider is empathy. I want you to think about how you would feel if you walk around, right. And somebody crosses the street when they see you, somebody crosses, you know, somebody turns the other way. Somebody goes around you, somebody clutches their bag in an elevator, How would you feel if you walked around in the world and you were automatically, what's the word, distrusted or mistrusted? What's English? Anyway, it's all a (laughs) construct. But like you're walking around and people automatically do not trust you just because you are you and you exist in your body, in your skin, right? Um. So, I want people to understand that feeling. What is it? How would you feel if you were scary to the people? So think about that and and and, and so th- you know put yourself in that mind state before approaching someone because like if you 're somebody who just wants to also be a human and also enjoy the full benefits of citizenship in this country. Um, but you don't, how would you want someone to approach you? So consider like, oh, I would, you know, I would want somebody to approach me like in a not pandery way, but just like, hey, how can I help? Like those those are the four most powerful words I think an ally can initially use especially if they're talking to somebody who might be a stranger, they might not know uh, them personally. It's just, how can I help? If that person says you can't help, don't take it as a personal insult. Maybe they're just like really hurt. Maybe because of um, the fact that they have lived an entire life as an oppressed person in this country, they automatically feel like they can't trust you. Right. So don't take it as like, oh, well, they told me they don't want my help, so I'm not going to help because then because then that just shows you were never down for the cause to begin with. So if you're really about it, if you're really in it for the change and to be helpful, it's okay if one person is like, no, I don't want your help. Ask another person because somebody else might be in a better place to receive it. And somebody else might be in a better space to um, give their time to educate you and enlighten you on certain things. But that how can I help? How can I be useful? Also, Google, 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 Google. It's free. (laughs) It's super duper free. Um, It's super free. And don't always go by the first results. Really dive deep. Really, really, really dive deep. Dive deep into the history of what has shaped attitudes surrounding black people and the the history of um, protesting injustice and civil rights in black America, in America in general. But like among black people in america i think so that you educate yourself on the context so that you have like at least this foundation of knowledge of what go, you know what has um shaped all of this from between 1620 to 2020 right <laughs> if you have at least some some information on that uh think about like the the riots of if you look up the riots of 1919 and what happened um, to Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, really importantly, if you do your research on Fred Hampton and COINTELPRO, and I, I really hope, side note, I know I, get, I, I go off on tangents a lot on this podcast. Side note, I truly hope that we can confirm the existence of hell so that I know J. Edgar Hoover is rotting in there. <laughs> But, you, you know you got to it's when you say how can I help make sure that you're going in at least a little bit more informed beforehand have some sort of context and if you read these things and you're uncomfortable sit in that discomfort sit in it it sucks to find out that maybe even when you thought you hadn't been maybe you were a little bit right a little a little, a little bit racist not Leah Michelle racist but like, a little. Oh, I'm throwing shots. She said she's gonna shit in someone's wig. I'm throwing shots, but <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter today say that Leah Michelle looks like a racist pelican, and I have never.
0: Oh <laughs> you know, you ever hear like tabloid stories that just delight you yes. for some reason? That one, I'm just like, that tracks. Like that all yes. tracks.
1: I'm here for the dragging. I'm here for the dragging.
0: <laughs> so you you touched on a lot of stuff that I want to like. Dig there's into so much there. Yes. But yes. so there's a lot I want to I want to dig into more. The one you know, you mentioned the word education. A mm-hmm. lot, and I think that that's a theme I've seen come up over and over again in social media, what everyone's been talking about in the dialogue. And I think it feels like for the first time, white people are realizing, oh, fuck, there's a lot that has happened that we didn't really learn about in history or was glazed over in school and we don't fully understand. Um, so I really, I love how many resources have been out there that are put, that have been put together about, here's a list of podcasts you should listen to. Here's a list of documentaries you should watch. Here's stuff that's on Netflix that you can just watch tonight sitting on your couch. Like last night, I we watched uh, 13th yes. uh, from Ava DuVernay, which was just- yes you know, I, I consider myself like mildly educated on that. Like I'm not even close to where I need to be, but there was so much watching that, that my husband and I were both sitting there like, holy shit. Like (laughs) we did not, we learned so much just in an hour and a half watching a fucking movie on the couch. And so that's been one of like, my causes that I think is really important that it's just it's so hard to deny any of this stuff is real when you have that education to back you up and you see these stories and you learn these statistics you how can you how can you deny that so mm-hmm. um i think for for people who are new to sort of speaking out or to being an ally like that's such a good place to start is like before you even start talking just do some research because, and do some reading, watch some shit. Um, because exactly what you're saying is don't show up to your black friends or to your, to a, a protest and and ask for like help or ask for other people to educate you. Uh, Google is free. Like you said, like, yeah. use, use the internet and, and find those resources that are available to you. And I think that hopefully is something that is a really actionable thing that people will continue doing is educating themselves and, um, and that impacts everything. So, you know, I think a a lot of people are speaking out for the first time and are mm-hmm. uncomfortable with it. Uh, I know a lot of people in my circles have said stuff like, I don't want to say the wrong thing, or uh I don't I don't have words. That's my favorite. I don't have words. For me, I would I, w- I want to hear about what you think those people what are some good first steps. My, my thought, what, and what I've told people, I've had a lot of DM conversations over the last couple of weeks. I hope we all have like, mm. just use the DMs, talk to everybody. Um, especially if you're a white person, it's your job to help educate. Don't put that on the black community. It's not their job. Um, but one of the things that I've been Telling people is you don't have to have the right words. You can just share someone else's words. And so, f- start following Black people. Stop. Fa- start following Black women. Start hearing, like, listening to those stories. Look at the art that they're putting out. Look at the like. There's so much like amazing like art on Instagram that's taking these quotes and making them like beautiful and shareable. And you know, amplify that stuff. You don't need to. Your words, frankly, like don't really matter. Like my my. It's it doesn't really matter what you say. The point is you say black lives matter. The point is you say this isn't okay. And then you amplify other people's voices. So soapbox aside, what do you, my soapbox aside, excuse Mm me, what do you think are some, you know, if somebody is like, Hey, I spent my whole life sort of being like all lives matter. And now I finally understand for the first time because of everything that's been going around the last couple of weeks, I finally, am starting to get it and I'm starting to understand What are some like first steps that you think people should
1: take? I think following and sharing content from black people, black creators and activists is a, is an important first step, especially because if you don't have the words they do. And you know, it's not your story of course. So you can't speak directly to it, but they can, and you can share that with your audience if they're predominantly white. Right. So And, and the whole, um, and the whole, I don't, I just, I don't have the word. And, you know, finding the excuse to be silent. That's such a goof lab answer. Like, you know, where to insert a yoni egg, but you can't hit share. You can't hit retweet.
0: It's so true. I, and, and this is a whole other point that I want to talk about too, but with, you know, the, the blackout Tuesday thing that happened Mm. yesterday. also i just realized earlier sorry i'm like having a brain fart earlier on the podcast i said today was thursday and tomorrow's friday that's not true today's wednesday i don't know like it doesn't matter
1: we're in the time of roma rona it's a concept it's a concept it's a concept doesn't matter doesn't matter
0: it's only just now i'm realizing wait yeah yesterday (laughs) was blackout tuesday i want to hear what you think about it
1: wednesdays are not existent in the time of rona okay we've accepted this so
0: tired we're all just very tired um so during during Blackout Tuesday, there was a lot of like ch- things that made me feel kind of icky and weird about it and the way people were treating it. Mm. One of the things that I struggled with is I felt a lot of those people who quote didn't have the words were like, "Oh, perfect! This is a great way for me to participate without um, actually having to do any self reflection or having to do anything that like is hard." Um, and and a lot of those people are like the influencer types, like mm-hmm. the types of people who have, who have a very curated audience. They're very like, um, they don't want to say anything polarizing, but Oh, if I just post a black square, that could really, that could be interpreted to mean anything, right? Like that could be interpreted to mean like, I'm not racist. I support black people, but still all I've met, like it, it could be interpreted in so many different ways. So that was one of those things I had a little bit of a bugaboo about. Um, I don't I mean, know I, what you thought. It was
1: about cute. It was cute. But like on the... <laughs> Not to condescend, you know, because sometimes for a lot of people, it is their first foray into this and it's scary for them because it's like, oh, shit, I'm going to alienate some people. I might lose followers. But if you're more afraid, I posted the other day, if you're more afraid to lose followers and alienate people, then that's the same as saying you're okay with accepting the patronage and attention from people who are less afraid to sit in their racism than you are to sit in the truth. And sometimes the truth includes you accepting that you have to unlearn some racism on your part. Right. So like the black squares was cute, but I don't know if people realize like, you know, posting on Instagram, a monochrome square, that's the same marketing tactic as fire festival. So.
0: (laughs) We saw how that turned out.
1: You know, it was cute. It was cute. Um, So I, you know, and I'm not going to shit on um, anyone who whose first foray into um, acknowledging and accepting that things need to change was this uh, posting of the Blackout Tuesday. But, you know, don't lean on that. Don't let that be your crutch. Don't let that be your only statement. Black lives matter has to be actionable. You have to make black lives matter too. Ugh, right? You have to you have to make our lives matter. It's not just a statement. I think oh my god, there was something I posted where someone had <laughs> I posted this thing and someone's first comment was oh, I should probably pull it up so Why I can not? read read verbatim. And I don't, I'm not going to put this person's name out there, obviously, because reasons don't go, don't go dragging people on my behalf, please. And thank you, Uh, (laughs) please. And thank you. Um, But my, you know, my main question from just like, I guess, mental exhaustion, I don't even know. But my main question was, when you say Black Lives Matter, who are you saying it to? Who are you saying it to? Right? Because I know, I know my, I exist. I know my life matters. Does your racist ass uncle know my life matters? Who are you saying it to? Who are you saying Black Lives Matter to? But this Oh, someone's auntie said, it could merely be in reference to a movement that in my opinion has done a good job of making people aware of police brutality. It has to be actionable. There has to be intent behind the statement, not to shit on her. She's trying, she's trying, but it has to be, action behind that you have to show up you have to um you have to stop being dis- intellectually dishonest first of all right there has to be an end to the intellectual dishonesty especially when it comes to well they're disrespecting the troops it was never about the troops it was never about the flag don't be intellectually dishonest with these things when somebody tries to what about saying black lives matter don't allow them to do that stop being intellectually dishonest and it and it and the action is also voting out these politicians who implement and uphold these systems on which um uh, 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 on which black people are collapsing under basically and um third i think you got to troll you got to troll a little bit I, I know this is crazy. It's, it's out of left field, but you got to troll. Um, and you have to make those people in your circle, especially if you cannot distance yourself from people who are being intellectually dishonest. Cause you don't need that kind of energy around you if you're trying to change. So, you know, if you're not in a place where you can um, show and not necessarily tell that person, Hey, fuck off. Don't come around me uh, where you can like not talk to them not hit them up. Like if you're living in the same space as one of these people, you're going to have to troll. You're going to have to, you know, it, it's, it's going to have to be, um, you know, somebody says, well, blue lives matter. You can take a uniform off. That's the response. If somebody's is like, uh, you know, well, well, oh, teachers unions are coming under attack and you know, they're, they're, they're underfunding teachers. Hey, Susan, all jobs matter, but this is about teaching. Oh, but all jobs matter, right? You're going to have to (laughs) troll. You're going to have to troll. If you're, if you got that one uncle, who's all lives matter. Hey, Fred, your life doesn't matter. And when he, like, when he feels how personal that feels, when he, when he internalizes how bad that feels when somebody who, you know, especially somebody who's close to him tells him his life suddenly doesn't matter. Maybe he'll start to wise up. So like, those are my three points of action. It's on. I love that. I think there's so
0: many different there's so many different ways that we can take action right now, and you don't have. Not everyone can go to protests, especially right now. I'm also immunocompromised. My husband is like it feels like shit not being able to like actually go do something. But also that's just not everybody's skill skill. Right, like everyone can't Mm -hmm. do everything, but you all have to do a couple of things. You can't just do one thing you can 't just post a square or post something on social media you can 't just watch documentaries and sit on your couch you can 't just donate money to bail funds. You have to do a lot of things um, and I like what you said about intellectual honesty, and I think that 's a really good way to put it. it. was like when you actually really drill into some of this stuff intellectually mm-hmm. it doesn't it all falls apart right and then I think that ties in really well to your comment about trolling. And that's personally one of my avenues that I prefer to, um, to prefer to dismantle these systems is by making people feel like shit on the internet. Um, but I do, and I do think like to various degrees of effectiveness, right? Like sometimes it's super ineffective, Mm -hmm. but I also think that like going back to the sort of micro, uh, a micro activism thing is like, that's what that is, is calling out, you know, you're sitting at a family dinner and you're the type of person who doesn't like to make people feel uncomfortable. Well, you can't really get away with that anymore. Like you, you have to, if somebody's saying something shitty, you don't really have an excuse anymore. You got to, at the very least, at the very least, if you don't have a quippy comeback, at least you can be like, Hey uncle, like you can't, that's not okay. We don't, we don't say that like not here. Um, because you you cannot now once you've been like awakened to all, to all of the stuff and you see it you can no longer let that shit slide i think if you can troll that's fantastic i fucking love going in those local facebook groups <laughs> and just like being my my line my comeback line has always been when people are talking about the damage with like all the all the damage or the property damage it's so sad i'm like i understand first of all properties are not people we thank can you can fix the windows second of all uh i just that's great if you don't think that's the the way to protest these these injustices that are happening that's great i would love to hear about what you're doing let me know what you're doing because maybe i can get some ideas on how to be more effective as an ally how do you think it's most effective to be an ally it doesn't even have to be mean it can you can assume and you can assume quote assume positive intent and say okay well i assume you're saying this so you must be doing all these other things right fucking no they're not doing shit but if they say that it's better than me telling them they're not doing shit. So I, I think there's a lot of very masterful ways of trolling people. Um, and I think yeah. it's all of our jobs. We've got we to make the internet safer and then real life becomes safer when people on the internet realize that they're shitty. Yes. Stop being shitty in real life.
1: And I love, you know, I love the fact that social media enables us to publicly shame. Cause that's how a lot of people learn. You're going to get this dragon. Right. Cause, cause, uh, cause what, people also don't understand is tied to their racism is they're wanting to not be wrong. People don't want to be wrong, right? People don't want to be addressed and checked by someone who doesn't know their place. That's with the whole Amy Cooper situation, because a black man told her what to do. Put a leash on your dog. People don't want to be wrong. So when they find out they're wrong, that doesn't feel good. But at least that's starting, that's a catalyst to some change. Some people, some people change for the better after that, once they come to terms with the fact that they suck and they need to do better. And some people, you know, further regress. They turtle back into their racist shell. Uh, it's, you know, that's, that's on them. That's on them. But you can leave those people behind. Because what gives me hope is that at least the majority of people I'm seeing want to do Better. But it starts with that uncomfortable feeling of just sitting in your own diaper shit, right? Of being wrong.
0: It's true, and I I'll, I kind of want to talk to that for a minute because, um, I think it's so important to think about like your personal growth and people who follow me on social media and obviously listen to this podcast. Like I'm super vocal about a lot of this stuff, and um, oftentimes people who've only met me in the last couple of years don't realize that. Up until 2015, I considered myself a relatively conservative Republican, uh, and all all that kind of came with it. And I liked to see things. In retrospect, I liked to see things as very black and white and clear cut. Mm-hmm. Things are fair. Things are not. We it's America. We all have the same rights. We can all do the same thing. I, I didn't see the shades of gray because it was too hard and because it was outside of my own experience and I couldn't comprehend it. Um, part of that is I grew up in Maine. I grew up in the whitest state in the country. Like I didn't have a lot of diversity around me growing up. And, Wait, is
1: that like statistically? No, statistically. Like from the- yeah. It's the oh, whitest shit. state in
0: the country. Last time, at least when I was a teenager, that was true. Uh, Cause we used to make jokes about it because again, idiots. <laughs> um, so I guess the the point in, in, I think it's important for me to say that and own that because We can grow and we have to grow. And that's why I think even sometimes I'm like not super sympathetic to people who aren't growing because I'm like, motherfucker, I grew like I Mm -hmm. I sat in it and I was real. looked at how shitty like all the shitty things I said and did in the past. And that's okay, And it takes time and it hurts. But if none of us do that, then we're going to stay in the shithole forever. Like we have to all get better. And that's okay. And so if you, I want to kind of put this out there because if you feel like that is something that you resonate with, where like those are the people around you and you know, any of that resonates, like I'm happy to talk to anybody who's kind of working through this stuff because I, I feel um, like empathetic to it and Mm -hmm. it's so much better on the side. Like it's really, it's so much better when you kind of get through it and you realize like,
1: I mean, I just have to ask not, not at you, but just in general, isn't racist exhausting? Look at Kellyanne Conway. (laughs) Look at, <laughs> she looks terrible.
0: I mean, that's that racism weighs on the bag. Is not racism her eyes.
1: exhausting?
0: <laughs> it's. Aren't you tired? Have y'all seen Stephen Miller? Stephen, Mi- he's aren't like y'all 32. tired He's not even old, and he looks terrible. But it's true. It's a, It's just. It's not good for anyone. So. Anyway, so I just wanted to sort of throw that in there of like, sit in your own discom- discomfort. It's okay to unlearn your own racism. It's okay to acknowledge. I got into a fight on Twitter with someone today because they were like, well, so-and-so implied that all white people are racist. And I said, all white people are- people are racist. And they're like, no, I'm saying they said that. I said, yeah, I'm saying all white people are a little bit racist. Like everybody mm-hmm. has shit to unpack. And if you don't think, if you think you're immune, you have a lot of shit to unpack. Like we all do. Nobody's perfect. And like, we all have work to do. Sorry. So that's my little soapbox. Now no, I'm no, no. I mean, but there, it's, but.
1: it's real. It's real. And and people have to realize that it's not just that there's systemic racism. The system is racism. That is the foundation of what this country was built. These, these dudes who were like, Oh, all men are created equal owned other people. <laughs> like The exactly. system is racism. Right. And again, you've got to sit in it. You've got to You've got to acknowledge that you are being intellectually dishonest with yourself if you think that a whole bunch of, you know, white dudes with AR-15s and bulletproof vests protesting and yelling and screaming at the Michigan State House and not having a finger laid on them by police get to operate under the same rules as everyday black and brown and white people who are at the protest, too, who are getting manhandled for saying, hey, this system's trash.
0: So I got a couple, couple last questions to kind of wrap this conversation up. Um, You know, I think this, this feels different to a lot of people. Um, I want to hear what you think about that, but I also want to, I want to hear what you think about, um, there's a lot of like corporations and companies that are taking part in all these activities. And um, as somebody who (laughs) works at a company, uh, we, you know, there's, there's all sorts of discussions about how to how to best handle it. What do you think? Like should should companies be chiming in? Should they be shutting up and giving money? Like what 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 do you think about sort of the corporatization of this activism?
1: If they're gonna be about it, they better be about it. Don't skirt around the issues. Take that Ben and Jerry's route. Racists don't get Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> All right? You white cucks don't get no ice cream.
0: <laughs> white cucks.
1: Yes, I'm. I'm on one today. I'm sorry. I've been. I've been. I've been on one on the internet lately. I've been going. I, I've don't follow my Twitter, but I have been on one. And um, if you're gonna be about it, be about it. Don't skirt around the issues. These NFL teams putting out these all lives matter adjacent statements. Fuck that. Either you're with it or you're not. Either say dismantle white supremacy, either say black lives matter. Black lives matter or shut up, right? Or if, if you're with it or you're not, uh, you know, and that's another point of intellectual dishonesty that I want people to explore too. You have no problem with saying Asian lives matter. Do you have a problem with saying native American lives matter? Do you have a problem with saying Latinx lives matter? Right? So then what's wrong with saying black lives matter? Cause if all lives matter, there should be no issue with saying black lives specifically lives matter, right? So that's another, that's a whole side note, but yeah, with these corporations, ironically that it's so ironic that we're talking about this in June too, which is pride month. And I'm, I'm a straight, I've made that abundantly clear. Uh, But even I'm a little turned off by corporate pride, you know, (laughs) pride brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. Like weren't you just tweeting something homophobic about dahlias just a week ago like i don't why right so if you're going to be about it be about it be about it and elevate the voices and faces of the people who this movement is meant to serve i
0: have i have one question sort of based off something you were just saying there is why do you think that people or companies are afraid to specify black lives
1: like, you know it's not a case of a- a oppression Olympics that I want to play here, but if you look at America as a caste system, black people are absolutely at the bottom of that system because we don't have quote unquote model minority in front of our racial specification, right so we people have been people in this country have been conditioned to um to to see black people as not only the uh, not only lower than them, but the lowest because there is more tolerance for people of other races as well. And I have a lot of non-black um people of color in my life who, you know, have had to grapple with it. It's not easy because I am fully, fully, fully aware and okay with acknowledging that. Asian racism, for example, happens. Like what's going on with COVID right now, ugh, like especially at the peak of it, it's been awful. I have, you know, oh my gosh, I have so many Chinese friends, it's fine, right? No, but like I have friends who are from China and they went through some shit. So of course I can acknowledge that, but it's never, it, I'm not saying them specifically, but like we're conditioned as a whole to not reciprocate that sort of empathy and deference and compassion, to Black people when they're going through it. It's just like, oh, well, you know, that's just what it is. Yeah, you're just going to have to deal with it. So there, there is this, um, it's, it's just sort of this ethos, and we have to unlearn a lot of that. We also have to unlearn um, that only one type of Blackness is acceptable, right? The Martin King, the Blacks, that they, they want to um, sugarcoat and sanitize. Martin Luther King has been very, very sanitized since his assassination because you know i did
0: promise we would get back to martin luther king in this podcast and we didn't make it back to martin luther king so let's get back into it yes (laughs) (laughs) because it's true it's it's we have seen him as a prop on social media for white people who are picking and choosing things that he said that they found to be palatable Mm -hmm. and doing memes that are like well you know he protested the right way never burned down a building and i said okay we are not you are not looking at the whole, the the totality of his life. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, and even when it comes to protesting, there's never going to be a right way, you know, when, especially when you're protesting against people who have the power to set up your quality of life, your living conditions, the system that you live in, there's never going to be a right way to protest against them. They're always going to be dissatisfied with however you protest. So this is why we're at the fuck shit up stage of protest
0: so what are your thoughts about sort of how the mlk conversation is playing out on social media today
1: uh, um
0: that might be a big question to it's, wrap
1: a, things it's up a little with. it's a it's a little bit of a big one but it's like thank you for the internet thank you for the internet for exposing idiots who want to be intellectually dishonest about it and thank you for the internet for at least being a resource to delve into his life and learn about the fact that you know, Martin Luther King was on his shit. I mean, maybe he wasn't on some Malcolm shit. Shout out to Malcolm X. But like, you know, he, he was on it. He was, you know, he was on it. And, 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 and we have to expose people who only give you the sanitized version of these protests. It's like, oh, well, this is acceptable because it's black people in suits and church shoes at the protest line. You need to show the second frame of that photo where they're getting their ass beat, even, if, even though they're being respectable. Right. Like you need to show the full history. I was railing about Black History Month earlier today, too, because Black history is American history and we can't just make it an an annual monthly highlight. It has to be taught every day because all we get for Black History Month is this guy had a dream and this other guy was obsessed with peanuts. It's like, no, no, there's so much more than that. Like Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks being reduced to a tired elderly seamstress. When in fact, she was about that life. If you look into Rosa Parks, she was on some gangsta shit, okay? Like she, she wasn't here to play. That bus boycott was plotted and it lasted over eight months. Like people are not being taught these things. So people are being taught these sanitized versions of everything. We have to unlearn and be okay. Not only Not only with the fact that we were wrong, but that we're being lied to. We're being lied to to keep things as they are, and as things as they are are unacceptable. So sit in that discomfort of the fact that you've been lied to. Sit in the discomfort that um, that your favorite model quote unquote model Negro oof oof strong language um, Martin Luther King was also being told, you know, anytime he made an appearance, somebody called in, get that N-word off my TV screen, right? Because even at a time when he was supposedly acceptable to the white masses, there were still people angry at his very existence, angry at his audacity to speak out against the fact that there is injustice in this so-called greatest country in the world.
0: I want someone to put together uh, just like a quick little landing page about MLK just to fact check all of your like all of these so you can just send it anytime I see like a shitty mm. shitty white supremacist using it to their own benefit I'd be like no this is the full take a look at why you are wrong um I think that was those were all really really good points Turkey. thank you for getting into that I yeah I want to you know as we start to wrap up um my last question is you know for me as a A white person who has only lived through so much, right I you know we've only been along around for so long. I've only seen so much for me, this feels different mm-hmm. for me, this feels like oh, people that never cared before care. oh, people are starting to open their eyes people who want to who wanted to not see are starting to see. Do you feel that way, or do you feel like this is just another sort of another stop in the in the story,
1: I think it ha were it not for social media, this could just be another one chapter highlight, but now it's amplified, it's loud, it's in your face. you cannot get away from the glaring video evidence of it all um I'm optimistic that it'll be more than just a chapter it the, the key though is to sustain it this has to be sustained like i mentioned before the the montgomery bus boycotts that rosa parks's um you know sit in uh started she, that lasted 8 months we also we have to be disruptors we have to sustain the movement we have to sustain um our thirst for Knowledge, unlearning racism and in any sort of form um, and and biases uh, and we have to sustain our thirst to relearn how to interact with people who look differently than us and I think what's um what's really important, what I want a lot of white people to know is that you you know if you're on the side of the whole like oh shut down the protesters oh all lives matter all that kind of stuff if you're on the side of the government i want you to understand that this government especially right now don't give a fuck about you and and you have more power being on our side than on theirs cuz there's always there's i just pulled it up there's this one quote by Lyndon B Johnson when he was in office as president That will always stand out to me that I wish more white people knew and can like take in so that they can like, you know, really, really grasp what's going on. Lyndon B. Johnson said, if you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice you're picking his pocket. Hell, give him somebody to look down on and he'll empty his pockets for you. So Figure out whose side you want to be on because the real looting is happening from the top down.
0: just wanted to let that sit for a minute. I think those are it's very powerful
1: did i uh, did I do too much?
0: no, that was really good doing I too much it's, I...
1: <laughs> Shh, okay up.
0: okay right. uh, i that was really powerful thanks toie um you know, you brought a lot of your like heart to this today. Thank you for being so open with everybody. I think I learned a lot in this conversation, and I really hope our listeners got something sort of actionable about it. I think that's for me that's the takeaway, and I want to I want to hear what what you kind of what parting message you have for people. But for me, it's it's um, we need to keep taking action uh, sp- specifically the people who are trying to be allies. Um, this doesn't stop when the hashtag goes away. This doesn't stop when the news stops talking about it. Like set up a recurring donation, set up, uh, you know, continue, follow black creators on social media, continue to amplify their stuff, buy from black owned businesses, make this part, make it like a a part of your routine to do every day. Um, because it's not going to just go away. So uh, what do you what do you think, Chucky? Anything we didn't hit, or any sort of last parting words that you want
1: people um, to take? suck less, basically, okay. suck less, yeah, like, you know, and, and and listen to people who don't look like you because you might be surprised at what you learned. It's so it's amazing what happens when you get an outside perspective because you're you know you're that bubble that safe bubble. <laughs> Who's to say it's going to last any longer, especially with the way, um, you know, especially with the way the the world is changing now, the world is changing all around you. Um, Join the change, either get with it or get left behind.
0: It hurts less if you pop the bubble yourself, too, mm. instead of waiting for it to pop.
1: Or let a murder hornet pop it. I don't know. but
0: Exactly. Who knows, guys? It's 2020. Who the fuck knows where we're going to be? By the time Shrill Season 3 comes back, who knows what the world <laughs> is going to look like? Uh, so, yeah. So, so guys, take something out of this. Come If you listened all the way through, thank you. Please do some stuff, right? And let us know what you think. Um, if you have questions, if you want to talk, shoot an email to loudwomenpod at gmail.com. Nothing
1: mean though. We don't have time for that.
0: No, if it's not productive, fuck off. Um, but if you do want to like learn and you want resources and you want, um, to take some steps, you know, I'll, I'm, I'm happy to connect you with those resources. Leave Tookie alone. Uh, <laughs> she's like busy dealing with some shit um but no sh- shoot us an email i'll make sure it took he sees whatever that comes through to um at gmail.com uh you know we this is for those of you who don't normally listen to our podcast and are finding us uh we talk uh every week when there is a new episode of shrill on hulu it's an awesome show with ad bryant uh from snl Uh, about being a woman being a woman in a bigger body and what that is like for life Uh, so if you liked us you know subscribe and we'll be back with season three Uh, and you know you can follow us on social media I'm at hi this is Marissa bother me with any questions you have uh, and I'll try to connect you to some resources and then you can follow Tookie at Tookie Monster
1: at your own risk because I I, I'm I'm over here roasting Tiger Woods hairline it's not it's not pretty it's not pretty. He
0: deserves it, though. It's fine. You never take aim at people who don't deserve it. You're right. So thank you guys for joining us for this uh, special edition podcast. Thank you, Tookie, for sharing, you know, so much of your experience. And
1: thank you. Um, thank you for, uh, you know, giving me the, the space.
0: We got to all it's use huge. what we all got to use our little microphones, how, some big, some small. But, you know, troll someone today in honor of me and Tookie and, um, you know, throw some shade on Facebook and, and we'll appreciate that. So And don't
1: be a racist pelican.
0: Don't be a racist pelican. Don't be Leah Michelle, guys. It's the end of the story. All right. That's it.
1: All right. We love you.
0: We'll talk to you soon. We love you. Bye. Bye.